Hey, what's going on? My name is Kevin Deers. This is The Defiant Ones, the Defiance Patreon-exclusive podcast where we get to chat with people behind the scenes of Defy, whether it be wrestlers or people who make make all the decisions in the uh, administrative positions, whatever it is. Uh, it's awesome to talk with people here at Defy. Uh, we got Defy Wild Ones coming up April 30th. It's a Saturday at Washington Hall. Tickets going on sale this coming Friday, presented by 6.05, and uh, that's going to be uh, featuring Moxley, the return of Moxley. We got Shaft, we got Swerve, and we have the Washington Hall debut of our own Migs versus El Phantasmo, New Japan Pro Wrestling Zone, El Phantasmo. It's going to be huge. So again, that's Defy Wild Ones going on April 30th. That's a Saturday at Washington Hall. Now, we got a wrestler that I hope to see sometime in Washington Hall uh, coming up here on the Defiant Ones. He made his debut this past Saturday in Portland, and uh, his name is Adam Brooks. He is from Australia. He's a very, very talented wrestler, world-traveled wrestler, and uh, here it is. My conversation with Adam Brooks on the Defiant Ones. Hello, it is the Defiant Ones. Right now, I'm talking with a guy who is uh, now a native of Washington is that true are you in based out of Washington now uh only for like the the next week or so yeah week, okay but but you're he's from Melbourne Australia I believe yeah. is that right yep yeah, Adam dude. Brooks aka Brooksy welcome to the Defiant Ones how you doing man dude thank you for having me I'm uh glad to jump on and have a bit of a chat so let's do it man so, uh, yeah, tell me a little bit about what brought you to, to the States. So you're going to be, is this just a tour? Are you just taking bookings now in the, in the United States for, for, you know, the foreseen future? Look, uh, so I'm back in the States because I need to make up for the last two years of, of this crazy world. Yes. That's um, kind, of, kind of happened, you know. I, I finally achieved a, a huge career goal by signing a contract with ROH, you know, at the start of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately I never got to go over and compete because the world just went crazy. Yeah. And then obviously we know what's happened with ROH, with them yep. releasing everyone. And, and then now all of a sudden, Tony Khan's bought it, but like he's bought he's bought a he's bought a company that's got no contracted talent to it at the moment. So we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. So we will see what happens. Um, I haven't heard a thing. I, I've been a lot of people have reached out to me and said, "Oh my god, you know Tony Khan? Does that mean everything's going to be all good?" I haven't heard a thing. Who um, knows? Look, we'll just we'll just sort of see what happens. But yeah, I'm back here. Cool. For, uh, I guess we'll call it a tour. Yeah. Uh, if if things work out the way I'm hoping they work out, then I will be relocating and 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 staying here. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, <laughs> from a legal aspect, <laughs> you're just uh, hanging out for a little while. I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Yeah, I'm, I'm allowed to be here for 90 days, so I'm going to be here for three months. Take full advantage of those 90 days and wrestle everywhere you can, man. Hell yeah. That's exactly what I'll be doing, man. And my, my schedule's looking nice and busy. That's but great. it can always be busier. <laughs> nice. So you're from Melbourne, Australia. What was your first interaction with wrestling? 
What was the first memory of it, even as a little kid? Yeah, I was nine years old. Um, we were hanging out in the street with the neighbors. Yeah. And one of the neighbors goes, yo, come over to my house. I've got this, this VHS tape at the time. Yeah. It's called wrestling. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And he was halfway through watching this tape. And the tape was WrestleMania 16 from the oh. year 2000. Yeah. Halfway through the tape, boom, he presses play. He was up to the three-way ladder match. So I'm sitting there just mesmerized by what I was watching. And yeah. this guy with baggy pants and rainbow-colored hair was doing all these cool things. And I was like, who is that dude? Like, he's kind of cool. So Jeff obviously Hardy, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just grew from there. Um, you know, my local video shop, it, it, it had videos. And then it was like, okay, WCW, and you would read the back of them. Okay, there's no, there's no Hardy Boys or anything on this one. Okay, no. WWE, okay, Hardy Boys, okay. And then it it just it just grew and grew and grew from there, man. So yeah. So okay, so I'm I'm curious. I I like to reminisce with people. I talk with Big Demo, and he was talking about how he used to do role playing wrestling efeds as a kid. So how nerdy did you get? Did you collect the wrestling figures? Did you do backyard wrestling? Did you do efeds? How nerdy did you get? Or all of them? I wasn't really like a, a figure collector. I did the backyard wrestling stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't, you know, it, it wasn't the crazy stuff that you may see now. It was, just, sure. it was just, just friends hanging out on a trampoline doing what they saw on TV. Pretty much. Yeah. What was your name? <laughs> uh, my name was Extreme Ads. A D Z, because the Z at the yeah. end of it—it's cool, you know. Yeah, it's cool. So, okay, so what was your theme song? Oh Jesus, dude, you're killing me here. <laughs> My theme song was um, "Give Me the Give Me the Mic" by Limp Biscuit. Okay, yeah, dude. <laughs> I think that's like the third the third song on uh, their Results May Vary album. Dude, that's so very of the time, man. Like extreme <laughs> ads with a Limp biscuit. Give me the my Oh, man. I can just picture it with like Jinko pants, kind of like Jeff Hardy style or something, man. Yep. I, yep. I had the baggy pants. And then I, I believe I came out with like a long trench coat and I did the Raven pose. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. was what was wrestling like in Melbourne? Uh, did you guys have a local scene? Did you, you did you were you familiar with you know wrestling that wasn't the WWE or WCW? Did you know of any independent wrestling there? Um, so at the age of about fourteen, fifteen, I learned that there was local wrestling. Um, one of my very best friends, he was a big wrestling fan as well, and he trained to wrestle. He first went to training when he was 14 years old, which is ridiculous because we're all still growing and your body should not be going through wrestling training, you know, during those years of your body. So he didn't stick with it because, you know, his neck was always sore and back was always sore, whatever. But he just saw how much I loved it. And he was like, dude, you should maybe look into trying to do this. So, yeah, he told me about the local school. I went and checked out a local show. Um, and it's just sort of ironic that 
on one of those very first shows that I went to, I saw this dude wrestle that was sort of dressed up as, you know, Jeff Hardy kind of, and he was doing all cool flips and stuff. And he went by the name of Matt Silver at the time, who has now gone on to be Buddy Matthews. Mm-hmm. So the House of forward, Black. There you go, man. So then fast forward a few years later, uh, Matt strolls into training and I'm like, whoa, like that's Matt Silver. Like I've seen yeah. all these, these cool highlight videos in mm-hmm. Australia and he was, he was booked all over the country. And uh, just from then, man, you could, he, he offered to come and train guys, right? And mm-hmm. I think this is why my path has been a lot different to certain people. There was a group of guys that could train with, with this guy over here, the guy that only wrestles for this company. He's comfortable there. He's a really nice guy. You know, you can go train with him or you can go and train with Matt, who's this guy that he takes wrestling very seriously. He was booked all over the country. I was watching him in all the cool highlight videos and stuff. Yeah. I want to I get to his position. So while all these other kids went off and trained with the, oh, let's go train with this nice guy and be in our little comfort zone, I was like, no, I'm going to go train with this guy. Yeah. And it paid off. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, so yeah. having, you know, having this guy who's now, I mean, he's world renowned. Like this guy is, you know, he's, he's on AEW. He was just got off of a killer run on WWE. You know, this guy, he's, I mean, this guy is jacked. He's like world renowned. I, I mean, just back in that day, what, what were some of the things that he taught you, you know, as a youngster getting into the wrestling business? So he taught me that if you want, if you want to succeed in wrestling, you have to eat, sleep, breathe, live it, you know, at, at when you're first starting, you know, you, if you want to take it seriously, you have to diet, you have to work out, you have to study tapes and stuff. Like there are a lot of people that treat this like a hobby and that's completely fine. But if, you know, if you want to treat it as a hobby, try to just, just look the part and, and take it seriously, you know, because there's guys that are trying so, so hard to make it. You know, I've been doing this for 12 years now, man. Yeah. You know, obviously two years of, has, has kind of been paused. Sure. I've been all over the world. You know, this is, this is everything. Like everything I do in my life relates to, to, pro, to pro wrestling. Yeah. So, yeah, he just taught me that pretty much and just that, that hybrid style that we see today. Mm-hmm. He, he, I can certainly blame him for that. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, and like I was super lucky to have him as well because at the time, the place that I was training at, they tried to do the whole, oh, no, he, he's, trained, he's trained with us so he can only wrestle for us. Mm. Whereas, you know, at the time I, I wouldn't have spoken back, but then I had Matt with me and he's like, no, fuck that. He's wrestling for you guys tonight and then we're jumping in a car. We're driving eight hours to South Australia tomorrow and he's going to go and wrestle with, with me at RCW in, in South Australia. Mm-hmm. So I was lucky that I kind of had him going, nah, he's doing what I'm doing. He's coming yeah. with me, you know, and I, I, I didn't cop any of the heat. <laughs> he did. There, there you go. Nice. So so when he's telling you, you know, you, you got to watch tape, you got to study and you got to work out and everything, 
um, and, you know, really put everything into it. What were some of the, you know, what were some of the um, wrestlers that you were like kind of studying? Was there anyone that you particularly kind of like looked up to as far as like people that, you know, you really kind of were, were uh, entranced by as far as, you know, just their wrestling styles? Yeah. So obviously look at well, Jeff at, Hardy, definitely Jeff Hardy. Like if, if I had not seen Jeff Hardy at that age, my life would be completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was just mesmerized by this dude and I was like, I want to be like that dude. So obviously, you know, there's, there's elements of Jeff Hardy there. But then when I met Matt, cause Matt was like a real, he was real like backyard wrestler, you know, and he knew about all this other sort of wrestling besides like WWF, you know? So he opened up my eyes to like independent wrestling. So then I found ROH. Mm-hmm. I saw guys like Sam Punk and Austin mm-hmm. Aries and Brian Danielson, guys like that. I was like, whoa, these guys are, they're not, they're not on TV, but they're going out there and they're killing it, mm-hmm. you know? And they're, they were, they were working a different style than what I was watching on WWE at the time, you know? So they were probably the guys that I was looking at, like those smaller independent you know, hybrid style wrestlers. And then, you know, in WWE, you had your, your Benoit's and your Guerrero and your Jericho's, stuff like that, man. Awesome, man. Well, okay. So were you someone that took to wrestling pretty fast or how long did it take you to really start to feel comfortable? I guess, I guess I sort of took it fast because like I would do the backyard wrestling stuff and then, sure my friend would be like, okay, like when you go there, they're going to show you how to fall. So, so this is how you do it. Make mm-hmm. sure you do it like this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I kind of blitzed through all of that. And like, I've always been somewhat athletic and mm-hmm. in shape because I was a really good um, Australian rules footballer. I played Australian rules football from nine years old up until uh, 16. Wow. Okay. And I, I, I quit playing football because I wanted to be a wrestler. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I took to it relatively quickly, you know, like yeah. climbing the top rope and springboarding and, and, and all that. I, I, yeah, I was, I was lucky that I could do that stuff relatively early. So, so then, you know, you, you're getting into wrestling and, and Buddy is your trainer or Matt at the time. Matt, uh, as your trainer and, and, uh, what was, uh, the wrestling scene like, uh, back home, back home in Australia? Was it pretty strong at the time? Was there a lot of different companies you could work for or not so much? I wouldn't say it was strong, but there was definitely, uh, a decent amount of companies. Um, I would say over the years though, guys, they take it more serious now. There's guys that are in great shape now. There's guys that have great gear now. When I first came in, man, the, <laughs> it was still the era, and I don't know if this was the same over in, here in the States. It was the era of the uh, the baggy, super shiny pants. What's that material? Um, uh, I know what you're talking about. Kind of like Sabu pants. Yes. Yeah. A lot of guys sort of had that. And, you know, over the years, yeah. You know, guys are in shape, gear's better. A lot of guys have now travelled and got more experience all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
there's not so much of that whole you work here and only for us sort of situation. You know, there are sort of situations, you know, in small aspects, but it makes sense. Yeah. But it's not as bad as how it used to be. So when was the first time that you got out of Australia and, 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 and took a trip? Where did you go? I was, I was 21 or 22. No, I I was 21. Yeah. Yeah, I was 21. So it would have been in the year 2013. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went over to Philadelphia to attend a a two day um, tryout seminar camp with ROH. Awesome. And yeah. uh, okay, so you kind of took that chance on yourself, man. And, and how did that go for you? Obviously, it must have gone pr- pretty well. Or you know, did you? I I, I mean, I, I don't. I, I went there, did the drills, yeah, cut a promo in front of Kevin Kelly, wrestled a match with some dude. You know, uh, it was a great experience. You know, it. They probably wouldn't have remembered me. Sure, absolutely not. Um, but you know. 21 at the time i was like okay let's let's give this a whirl and and see what this is like you know out of my country Mm -hmm. yeah then when when was the first time that you wrestled that you were booked uh uh, rather uh outside of australia to wrestle yeah yeah uh 2016 i came back um and i did a six week tour here cool what were some of your memorable uh moments from that tour yeah i got to wrestle um for fip okay down in florida yeah yeah uh yeah i wrestled there and uh i had i guess you know a a good match yeah and i remember rich swan who had just been signed at the time he came up to me man that was awesome dude oh that match you were so good man and like i was like oh wow like just a guy that i used to watch like on evolve and all of that yeah and he's just been signed and he's like a smaller guy, it kind of gave me hope that someone like that came and said such positive things, you know, to me. Um, and then just the traveling aspect of it was awesome. You know, like I was based out of Philadelphia. Yeah. And I remember one trip we drove from Philly to Niagara Falls, Canada. We wrestled for house of hardcore. Cool. Did the show. And then we drove back to Philly that night, you know, just, it was awesome. It was lots of fun. That's cool, man. So that must have made, you know, kind of a kind of an impression on you enough to make you want to come back for more to the States. Um, yeah. So, you know, from from that time, um, from 2016 until now, did you make any more trips outside of the Australia or? Yeah, yeah, dude, I've been. Geez, where have I All been? over, huh? Dude, I've been. So we've got, we've got Australia, we've got the States, England, uh, Italy, Ireland, Canada, Scotland, New Zealand, Mexico. Oh, that's right. I was reading up on some of yes, yes. You you're wrestling in Mexico. I read up some of your read about some of your matches in Mexico. I got to watch some of those. Yeah, dude. They uh, yeah, Mexico's an experience. It was uh, yeah, but CMLL was yeah. That was an amazing experience. That was awesome. That's awesome. So I bet that's kind of a trip, you know, your friends back in high school, you know, or your friends back in primary school or whatever that, you know, they're making these trips with their families here and there, but you know, you get to, you get to travel for a living. You get to, to go out there and then 
you know, first off, you get your your flights paid for and then you get to wrestle in front of an entirely new audience. It's got to be a trip. Uh, you got to be really proud of that. No, I, I, I am very proud of it because I remember when I first stopped playing football to wrestle, a lot of like the uh, the parents would sort of look down on me and then they would like sort of look down on my parents as well. Yeah. Because, you know, man, Adam was such a good footballer. What is he doing? Like, he's he's throwing this away to go and wrestle. wrestle you know? Um, and, you know, it, it, it felt a bit weird for my parents at first. But now that I've done all of this stuff, my parents are, like, super cool and super supportive yeah. about it now. You know, like, they'll have friends. Oh, where's Adam? Oh, he's fucking, I don't know, he's over in Mexico wrestling right now. Or he's over in England. He's doing his mm-hmm. thing. Like. Yeah, it's uh, I, I yeah, I am proud of of what I've done, and I do remember teachers in school would give me shit about wrestling, or when I was an apprentice, some of the other you know workers would would give me shit about it. But you know, I'm 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 traveling the world while they're just doing their normal bullshit day to day thing, <laughs> which is fine, but I'm not ready to do that. <laughs> so you um, you know you having Matt or, or Buddy as your your teacher, have you had the chance to instill some of that knowledge on others? Have you had a chance to teach others wrestling? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't... I'm not a trainer, but I've yeah. done the odd seminar here and there. But then um, some of my boys that I've gotten close with, some of the younger dudes who I consider really good friends, um, I like to pass it, pass my knowledge on to, to guys that I know are passionate and guys that I know care if, you know, I, I don't go out of my way to sort of say, okay, do this, do that, da, 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 da. Cause you know, it's, that's just me. But if, if someone came up to me and was like, Hey Adam, you know, did you see my match? Did you see this or that? Do you have any criticism? I'll absolutely, you know, let them know. And I'll tell them straight up because that's how I still get it. You know, like yeah. I still get it. I still get it straight up from Matt now, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's kept me so grounded and so humble. You know, I, I see a lot of positive stuff online about me and, and my work and stuff, and that's flattering. But as soon as Matt sees it, boom, I get brought straight back down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know? so, you're, so you're still staying in contact with him and, and whatnot. Oh, dude, all the time. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's annoying. Like I'm busy doing stuff and then he'll pop up and ring me. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm fucking at the gym or something, dude. You know? <laughs> but no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like that big brother connection. Like dude, yeah. super close. Yeah. Being, being that, you know, uh, Brody King is, is, is one of the defy original and, and he's there with Malachi and then your dude, Matt, AKA buddy, it, it must've been a real treat for you to see him pop up on AEW and, and kill it with the house of black. It must've been a really cool experience for you to see that. Yeah. The reaction was great that, that he got, it was, it, it was very cool to see. Um, I hope he, uh, sort of gets a bit of an opportunity now because, you know, he's run, he's run in that other wrestling world was very sort of stop, start, stop, start, sure, stop, start, yeah. you know, like he'd get the ball, he'd kill it. Then he'd be sitting around for three months, you know, then he'd get the ball, he'd kill it. Then he'd be sitting around for months, you know, so we'll see. As long as he's happy, man, that's all that matters. 
And, and, and I mean, that must be a little frustrating for you because you're someone that's grown up seeing this guy and knowing all that he can do. And you're just like, give him the ball, give him the ball. I know he can kill it. Right. Yeah. 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 I remember, (laughs) I remember uh, when he first got drafted to SmackDown actually. Yeah. Um, I was in the States at his house. Sure. At the time. And I'm I'm wait I'm staying up watching SmackDown every yeah. Tuesday night for three yeah. months. <laughs> He'd come home on the Wednesday, and I'm like, "What's going on?" He's like, "God, do know, man." Like, and I'm just like, "Oh." So yeah, for three months I was there watching him. That they they did they did nothing with him, mm. you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is what it is, man. It's yeah, true. But he's going to be killing it now. So uh, and 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 you are as well. You're going to be coming. Uh, to defy here, uh, and and uh, by the time you see this, uh, you will have already wrestled on the twenty sixth. But what we're not we're not going to pretend we're we're taping this here on the twenty first. So this coming weekend, you uh, are going to wrestle for defy. But if people are watching this, the match already happened. But what are your expectations at defy? What do you what are you looking forward to with defy, man? Uh, I'm looking forward to the crowd. I've uh, I've heard and just seen. That, that crowd just seems like just like a rowdy, fun crowd that loves good pro wrestling. It sort of reminds me of PWG a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, look, I'm really just looking forward to that and just getting in there with, with some different guys. It's always good to get in there with different people that you've, you've never worked with. Yeah. You know, and it's been a long time coming. I was actually booked on a Defy show like March 2020, but, you know, yeah, things happen. <laughs> well, we really look forward to seeing you, man. And and um, you know, we've seen we've heard so much about you. And again, March 2020, you know, obviously things and, and I want to get into that a bit. So, you know, the last couple of years, you know, things have been very locked down and especially in Australia. Um, what did you do to stay sane? I moved states. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, dude. So uh I'm from Melbourne. Yeah. Born raised in Melbourne. And Melbourne was getting bad, you know, lockdown wise, it was bad. Everything was shutting, you know, no gyms, no wrestling training. I had to spend two grand on like random gym equipment that I put on my decking at my parents' house. Yeah. Just to sort of try be as active as possible, you know, like and all the gym equipment is 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 getting way more expensive because you know everyone is buying it, and so the the secondary market is so expensive. I I spent hundreds of dollars on some dumbbells that would be normally priced like twenty thirty bucks. Yeah, dude. So you know that that sort of kept me going for a bit, but then like Melbourne just got worse and worse and worse. So I was like, you know what, stuff this. Um, South Australia wasn't as bad. Yeah. You know, they still had little restrictions and stuff, but like the gyms were still open. The boys were able to still train and get in the ring. So I was like, you know what, stuff it. I just pack, I just packed up my car, threw all my shit in there and just, just drove the eight hours to Adelaide. Um, did the two-week quarantine and then boom, I was free. So I spent about a year and a half in South Australia. So I was lucky that my break from from wrestling was only about five months, whereas the people that stayed in Melbourne mm-hmm. 
they didn't get to wrestle or get in the ring or anything for about 11 months. Wow. Well, you, 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 you broke free and you made it down to training and you were able to live a little bit, you know, a little bit less restricted and whatnot. And so you get down there where did you get to wrestle on any shows or was it more so just, just training? No, I got to wrestle. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thankfully by the time I got there, their restrictions were sort of loosening up a little bit and that able to start running shows. But there was obviously the the numbers, you know, you can only have this amount of people and they were only running shows in their training school at the time. Mm -hmm. And I believe they were only allowed to have about 90 people in there. Mm -hmm. And then you had to, you know, separate the seats with the 1.5 distance and all of that. Um. So yeah, I just I just had to do or, or try to do the best I could. I mean, I couldn't travel overseas like I was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be stuck in Melbourne doing nothing. I need to think of what's next, the next best thing to do. So just I just moved moved to a different state. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Okay, so you're you're here for three months, and we're we're pumped to see you at Defy. Um. I got I got your theme song from when you were from when you were a in when you were a backyard wrestler. But in your dreams, if you all of a sudden had your choice of any band to play you out to the ring, who would it be? It'd have to be Limp Biscuit. Well, there you go. It, I, I mean, I, I have a Limp Biscuit tattoo. Like, are you serious? Yeah, yeah, I've got that um, that tree looking symbol that they had on yeah. their first album. Yeah, three dollar bill. You know they're, they're you know they're going back on tour. I know. I saw, and I'm my trying to look at. I'm looking at their dates, going, all right. Hopefully, I'm in t- in the town. You know, trying to make it work. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll my see friend's metalcore band, Dying Wish, is opening for them. So wow. yeah, down in Reno, my friend Tom is flying down to go see them in Reno. So look, yeah. I, I might be doing something similar. I, I need to see them live again. I haven't seen them since. 2011 okay yeah extreme adz <laughs> gonna make his appearance down and check catch limp biscuit favorite limp biscuit song what do you got mm. crack addict the theme song to wrestlemania 19 you know that is a very <laughs> good song deep cut that is, that is a very good song and i actually I actually said that song recently on like a, a Spotify playlist that like MCW were making up, sure. you know? Yeah. Um, man, it's hard, but look, I, full Nelson usually fucking gets me going. <laughs> All right. No. And, 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 and it's the theme and it's also fitting that it's full Nelson, you know? So yeah. Awesome, yeah. Man. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, okay. So, we're going to see you at Defy. Uh, yep. And what's the best way to support you, dude? Um, what's the best way to you know follow you and, and support you? Do you have like a t-shirt store anywhere? People can, can buy your shirts or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess being, you know, in the States and the shipping and stuff, uh, it would be Pro Wrestling Tees. Mm-hmm. Just, just search my name, Pro Wrestling Tees. I'll be on there. All my stuff's there. Um, I do have a big cartel store. Cool. So that, that's pretty much just brooksymerch.com bigcartel.com and uh my instagram and my twitter they are the adam brooksy so come check it out give us a follow i need to get my stuff you know back up because i had my account hacked 
like a year ago. Oh no. Which sucks, you know, like I'm not I'm not a big social media guy. I can't stand it, but losing 10 years of of memories on Instagram, that one hurt a little bit. Twitter, yeah. I don't Twitter, well, fuck Twitter, but yeah, the, it, losing all those memories on Instagram, that one that, that one hurt. A bit. Yeah. yeah. That stung, dude. <laughs> That's harsh, man. Well, Dude, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, and, and, and we look forward to seeing you hopefully some more at Defy. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, I want to be there as much as possible, man. Awesome, man. Well, one last question I have for you. What is one scar on your body? Tell us the story of how you got the scar and show us if you can. Man, I'm a bit. I'm sorry. I'm a. I'm a little bit lame, but I don't really have many, many scars. Um, oh, I guess you probably can't even see it, but like, I have a small one on my thumb. Okay, from wrestling. <laughs> just a little barbed wire incident. Oh like, yeah, and it, it wasn't even cool. It was just let's just try to wrap this barbed wire around it and see what it looks like, and then. It got me, but kids don't thank, try this at home, dude. Thankfully, I don't have any uh, over-the-top gnarly scars. Touch wood that. Yeah, right. Knock on you know, wood. I, I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to be covered in scars, dude. <laughs> right. You see some of those old timers with like, just like crazy Abdul the Butcher style. Dude, my me mumsy would absolutely kill me. He <laughs> <laughs> would hate that. Right. Adam Brooks, a.k.a. Extreme ADZ, a.k.a. Brooksy. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. If anyone is online right now and they want to look at one match, what's a match you would suggest for them to check out from you? From me, uh, I always had really good matches with uh, Slex. He's another guy from Australia who he was also signed to ROH. Um, He was lucky enough to at least wrestle there three times before okay. things were crazy. We were actually supposed to wrestle in Las Vegas on pay-per-view against each other. So that sucks. We couldn't do that on, yeah. on such a bigger scale, but yeah, my matches with Slexi have always been good. Um, and my stuff with uh, Will Ospreay has always been good. We've got, we've got good chemistry. And so I'm pretty sure they're on there. I think there's a banger on on there with uh, Josh Alexander as well. Yeah, a few years ago when I was here. So there's some stuff there, but just check the date. Make sure you know you check the dates and make sure it's recent. You know, <laughs> you can check some old stuff. You know, it's cool. But then you can compare and contrast, right? And be of like, course, okay, yeah. I see where it's coming. So awesome, man. Well, you know, by the time people watch this, they will have probably seen you at Defy in your uh, six man tag. So uh, in, in that being said, we look forward to seeing you again at Defy. Thanks, man. It was great chatting you, with you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you on, uh, on Saturday night. We'll see you there, man. Take it easy, dude. Thank you, dude.